Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And, uh, well, it's a beautiful Wednesday here in Pittsburgh. And getting used to saying that now at this point, uh, like saying beautiful days here in Pittsburgh. Um, Steelers, uh, well, making some making some roster moves here, Matt. Um, we talked about, you know, them meeting with Quan Alexander that has not gone anywhere at this point. I, I've been asked about that a bunch of worse. What, what, what's going on with Quan Alexander? They didn't, just because a guy comes in to visit doesn't mean they're going to sign him. Right. 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 You could be just kicking the tires, seeing how it goes. How healthy is this guy? Especially for a, you know, a, a guy who's been around the league for eight or nine years. Um, but the Steelers did make a couple moves, uh, announcing, uh, the signing of Mason Rudolph to a one-year contract. That's something that you and I kicked around a couple of different times. Uh, also, uh, Luke Barku, uh, cornerback, and uh, Hakeem Butler, wide receiver. Both of those guys have been in the XFL, but both have played uh, – more. they've had more than a cup of coffee in the NFL. Yeah, uh, Butler – well, let's start with Barku because he was – a name I didn't know until this morning. So I did a little bit of thumbnail scouting on him. He's 6'1". He's 195. He was an all-pro for the XFL. He was one of the best corners in that league this past year. His head coach is Heinz Ward, coincidentally, you know. Yeah. And I saw something, and I can't verify this, but I'm regurgitating this information, that Heinz Ward's defense played the most pressed man coverage and the most single high safety in the entire XFL, which folks, we say this all the time. Teams tell you what they think, how they want to play going forward. They're getting press man coverage corners and they're going to play a lot of single high. I mean, that's what the Steelers do, even though the league is going the opposite direction. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, so fans might look at that and go, well, if everybody else is doing this, why are you doing that? Well, Cause then you're harder to play and you're not the norm. Yeah. Two years yeah. ago, nobody was running the football, but the, you know, the, the Browns and the Ravens, oh, look, look at how they run the football. Everybody else is throwing the ball. Okay. You know, when the Steelers were playing their three, four defense, you know, back in the day, and they were one of like four teams doing it. Yeah. You know, it made it so much easier for you in the draft to go, you know, hey, you get Joey Porter in the third round, you get, you know, Golden. Jason Gilden in the third round. You don't those have to take those guys out first. Today, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's all about zigging when everybody else is zagging. Just because, well, hey, everybody's, you know, everybody offensively is doing what the Rams do now. Well, right, right. And they were, and now they're not. Now they're not. Like, <laughs> so let me let me extrapolate on that. I mean, the, the, the defense that's sweeping the nation is the Vic Fangio too high uh, gap and a half up front. And 
that's great. And nobody wants to give up the big play. I mean, that's the theme here is don't allow big plays. Make them matriculate the ball down the field. And the Chiefs and Bengals are the best examples ever. You know, they were big play teams, huge play teams, especially the Chiefs two years ago. Tyree Kill bombs away. Well, they took Tyreek Hill out of the equation, and Mahomes learned how to dink and dunk, and Burrow did too, in a very Brady-like manner, making great quarterbacks even greater. They added another club to their bag. So, of course, the Steelers also do that. You know, teams do both, folks. I mean, it's not like we just play man every snap. We play zone every snap. I mean, these are 30% versus 45%. I mean, it's 10 plays a game difference than other teams. The difference, though, Matt, is if you're a press man cornerback, yeah, you can play zone coverage. If you were a zone cornerback, you really can't play press man coverage. It's, a, it's much harder to find man coverage corners. I say this all the time. One of the first things I was taught with the Browns, Watch every snap of college man coverage for receivers and corners because there's not many of them out there that do it, especially at the college level. But this is why you pay Minka Fitzpatrick because if you have Ed Reed, if you have Earl Thomas, if you have Minka Fitzpatrick, you can get away with a lot less too high shells and put someone near the box or blitz somebody. You know, so if you have an elite single high safety, let them play single high. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Yeah. You're paying them. Again, it goes back to, hey, we got red paint. We're going to paint the barn red. Right, right, right. We have a great player. He allows <laughs> – that's why his contract's good, because he allows the other 11 to do – or the other 10 to do more. You know, like I always yeah. talk about, like in that Tampa – or that Seattle cover three, Earl Thomas is really a hockey goalie. You know, if you have a great hockey goalie – your defenseman can be a little more aggressive offensively. You know, Paul Coffey can go skate up field, up 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 the the ice and be a offensive weapon because if he gets beat, well, my great goalie might bail me out. You know, and I think that's Minka, that's Earl, that's Ed. You know, I mean, and that's really valuable. And it's not like man coverage has gone away; it's just more situational now. And the situations are the high, the the high third downs, yeah downs red zone you know that type of thing but if you can do it on first and 10 that's an advantage other teams don't have well and the other thing is if you have a really good pass rush you can you can do you can play more man right and right. you know because so, your guy so the quarterback coverage. has to get rid of the football quicker well yeah. if he if you're playing nothing but zone coverage the quarterback's just going to sit there and throw five yard outs all day long right right bubble screens things yeah. like that I mean, so you're, you're going to come up and you're going to make the tackle and, you know, great, fantastic. Yep. But if I'm playing, if I'm playing press man and I've got corners that can get up in the, in the opposing uh, the opponent's face and keep them from getting off the line of scrimmage or disrupt their route timing, I'm going to get to the quarterback a more and yeah. B I'm the quarterback isn't going to know where to go with football. Like we're going to get more interceptions tip passes, things of that nature, because, the quarterback's getting rid of the football before he wants to and before anybody's open. Yeah, I mean, you're disrupting the timing of routes. You're beating up receivers at the line of scrimmage. You know, that they know blitz is coming or they can't block T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward even with a four-man rush. So they're getting the ball out of their hands in 2.4 seconds. Well, that's harder to do with a corner at the line of scrimmage. And, of course, all these things complement one another. That it, I also, as the, the corner... I can't even the great ones. I can't play man coverage for three point five seconds. You know the pass right. rush has to get home to help me. You know. Well, the, and the rules are set up against the, you being okay. able to do that. 
I mean, that's just the reality of it. You can't, it's impossible in today's NFL with the rules, the way they are with illegal contact rules Yeah, to play coverage for 3.5 or four seconds. It, it just, you can't do it. You're going to lose, right. You can't do it. And so, there's a shortage. As you yeah. mentioned, there's a shortage of man coverage corners. I mean, there aren't many that come into the league every year. The other part of the equation is, so if I start looking at some of the teams to beat in the AFC, and mm-hmm. we'll just look at the AFC. What are you know outside of Cincinnati, which has multiple very good receivers? Yeah. Who's the receiver? Who are the, who are the receivers on, on with Kansas City that scare you? Kelsey. They got one. Right, right, right. Who are the receivers with the the Bills that scare you? Diggs. They got one. They're hoping they drafted their second fine. Right. You know, meaning Kincaid. But he's going to be a rookie tight end. I mean, if I, so if I look right. around, the, the, the okay, the, the Dolphins have two good receivers. They do. They do. But if I can match up, if I could take, if I could take Waddle out of the game with, with a cornerback, mm-hmm. then I can double Tyreek mm-hmm. and vice versa. So if I can, if I'm playing the Bills and I can double, uh, you know, I can give, give help over the top against Diggs, but mm-hmm. my other cornerback is completely taking, you know, Gabe Davis out of the game. That's a win right. for me. Like, and, right. and, and so, you know, these press man cover corners, again, if I, you know, Gabe Davis is a deep threat. That's what he is. He's not going to catch eight passes for 58 yards against you. He's not going to nickel and dime you at that. Yeah, right. it's not going to happen. Um, you know, kind of the same way with, with some of the guys that the Chiefs have always had, and the McCole Hardmans and guys like that. Yeah, They're yeah. not going to catch six passes against you. You just have to keep them in check until your pass rush gets home. Yeah, I mean, Diggs will – have eight for 120, you know, and hurt yeah. you time and time again. Just a style of, of receiver. So I know we want to talk about Rudolph and Butler too, because I think they're very noteworthy additions as well. You know, and we went, as we often do, we would go down an alley and just start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we but started I, this off by talking about Luke Barku. Uh, who's, <laughs> and to your point, Matt, I mean, if you start looking at that cornerback room, they're all big guys who are pressed in corner, all of them. They're all big, right? Exactly. They're all length. They're all of height. You know, why is Millet gone? Well, you don't look like the rest of them either. You know, I mean, right? Weatherspoon, Witherspoon is you know on his way out apparently too. And that he was because- probably. I mean, the, the expense part of that was. I'm sure there was some some money four factored million. to that. Yeah, exactly. you can get, you, you can pick up four million dollars by letting him go. Okay. Yeah, that might go to a linebacker or edge rusher or who knows. You know, I mean, or you know, Rudolph or whomever. So that that's made sense all along. Um, it was just a crowded room, but you added another guy. I mean, is Barku Barku to me isn't a throwaway camp body. I'm excited to see him. Maybe he even makes a team, but he's six one and he plays tons of press man coverage. That's where we were going with this, you know. Right, right. Came up. I wonder, not to divulge secrets, you know, we're gonna be at OTAs. Of course, we're gonna be at training camp. I wonder, are we gonna see a lot of one-on-ones of Porter versus Pickens right in his grill, you know. Oh, I guarantee you're going to see that throughout training. Like that—that's a Mike Tomlin staple to even like, begin with. But I yeah, when you when you bring in a high-profile guy, yeah. uh, you're gonna you're gonna see Keanu Benton probably do a lot of pass rushes against Broderick Jones, even though Keanu's really a nose tackle. But right, they're right. they're gonna look at him as an end as well, and you're gonna see some one-on-ones with those guys. Yeah. Okay. Here, here's our two pie pedigree guys. Go at it. And yeah. if one of them starts winning consistently, okay. Now go against Cam Hayward. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, now, go, now go against, uh, you know, chooks or whatever. You'll, you'll take a step up in class. Hey, Artie Burns, welcome to the league. You get to cover AB all practice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we saw a lot of that kind of stuff. Where I was going is, I mean, of course we'll see that. And of course we'll, we'll put good on good and pedigree on pedigree. You're dead on. Tomlin does that all the time. But I bet we see even more practice reps of cornerback X just getting his hands at the line of scrimmage, beating up on receivers, which is good for the receivers too. They don't get a lot of reps of adverse man in practice in most you know NFL cities either. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that's, there's definitely something again, as you always say, teams tell you what they're thinking with Mm -hmm. the moves that they make. Well, I mean, every cornerback they've, every cornerback they've acquired this off season has to be big enough to ride the ride. And they're man heavy guys, you know, they're not off dude zone guys, you know, and they're not bashful about tackling or being physical. So let's talk now about Butler. Talking yeah. about a guy who was a former fourth round draft pick out of Iowa State in 2020. Or 20, uh, was it 20? No, it wasn't 2020. It was uh, 2019. I'm sorry. So, okay. fourth round draft pick had some pedigree there. Uh, he had a broken hand uh, that caused him to get released by the Cardinals, who originally drafted him. Um, went to the Eagles as a tight end. Right. And then has switched since switched back to. Uh, to being a wide receiver, but a big body wide receiver. Yes. Another theme. I mean, I actually wrote an article about this two weeks ago that every addition they've made is a big body guy. You know, <laughs> Peterson's big. Um, Solomon is big. I mean, everyone has been big enough to ride the ride. As you said, they all can ride the Thunderbolt. And this is another example. So I love this signing and I don't know if he'll make the team. Who the heck knows? I mean, you got him for nothing. He was either my favorite or second favorite wide receiver in that draft. But, like, I love this player. I thought he was going to go late first, early two. Didn't run great. And, frankly, was not a good NFL player. I was wrong. You know, I mean, he had had trouble separating. But he was a big slot. He's very physical. His His college tape was impressive. Again, he's beating people at the catch point. He's plucking the ball over their heads, going over the middle shrugging off tacklers, just not super explosive, super fast, and struggled to get separation. So he tried to reinvent himself as Evan Ingram, you know, but yeah. he really was a blocker. You know, I mean, it, so he kind of was neither. Right. So he goes to the XFL, catches 51 passes for 599 yards and eight touchdowns. Now, certainly, that's a step down in competition. Right, right, right. But again, this costs you nothing. And you want to see him dominate, of course. And he looked like he did. I mean, he was one of the best receivers in, in that league. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Um, you know, you, you bring him in. And I know people were asking last week, well, I thought he was get, signing, he was going to come in for a rookie tryout. Well, he and Barku were in the same boat. The XFL guys couldn't sign until that season was officially over. Oh, okay. Which, which, happened, on, which happened on Sunday. So they okay. weren't eligible to sign – with an NFL team until the 15th. Okay. So, so I mean, you could still have talks with them apparently or rumors or whatever. So well, I mean, they agree, you know, you have, you talk to the agent, I'm sure as soon as those seasons were over for a lot of those guys, you know, teams are calling their agents and saying, Hey, we'd like to bring him in. But again, you yeah, couldn't, yeah. couldn't do that until uh, the, the XFL season was officially over, which it now is. So, okay. And you would think those guys are in football shape compared to even NFL counterparts. I mean, they've been playing and, you know, they're 
they're going to come in, you know, jump on the, be there ready and re- ready to roll. And all these guys too are going to be ridiculously hungry. You know, I mean, I'm sure Butler, as a draft prospect, thought, I'm, I mean, I'm speaking for the guy. I'm going to make a team. I'm a pretty highly sought after guy. Wow, I fell a little more in the draft, but I'll still make this team. And then all of a sudden, you're scrambling and you know, in in desperation mode. Yeah, and so you take a job, and um, you know, in the XFL, you reinvent yourself a little bit. You you regain a little traction in your career, and you're still a young guy. So you real know, quick, Butler. I'm not saying he's Chase Claypool or Robinson, but I think it's also pretty apparent that they want a big slot. You know, I think that I don't think Butler is going to go line up on the outside against press man coverage and win a lot. But if you put him in the slot as kind of a move guy, a blocker, he will throw his weight around. I think that's what they're looking for from their slot receiver. You know, and they did that with Claypool, you know, I mean, and I think that's what Allen Robinson's biggest role is going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So that brings us now to Mason Rudolph. And I see no downside whatsoever to right. signing re-signing Mason Rudolph as your number three. Uh, in fact, I, it makes all the sense in the world. Uh, you're not paying him what you paid him last year. You know, I'm sure this is a, a veteran minimum deal. Um, he's got experience. He's got experience in your system. He's, he's the most experienced guy in your system. And yep. he's your number three. Like, right. You know, I where's where's the downside in this? I see people killing them for this. I'm like, are you nuts? What you'd rather go into it? Did you did you not watch the NFC championship game last year? Right, right, right. Or 69 starting quarterbacks in the league, or go ask the Rams or Panthers or some of these teams that went through four. You know, they would have killed for Mason Rudolph in November. You know, I mean, not not even like in as late as the NFC championship game. So yeah, yeah. Uh, uh but I you know, I know people also say, well. Nobody else signed him, so that doesn't mean he didn't. Have, nobody else talked to him, or oh, right, or even had offers or whatever. Teddy Bridgewater is still sitting out there. You could the what the way this happens, and it, it happens very you know kind of the way things did with Terrell Edmonds last year. You go into an off season with a set price, and I'm looking for a multi year deal, and teams yes. start calling you. And you say, "No, I want a multi year deal." Well, we're not gonna we're not offering a multi year deal. Well, then I'm not interested at this time. And they go sign somebody else. Right, right, right. And like, then the next next thing you know, everybody signed, and you're like, okay, well, I guess I will accept a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. And then and he gets I'm signed. Sure, <laughs> and I'm sure, and I know we're going to get to this at some point, I bet Mason did not want to be a three. You know, I'm, not, I'm speaking for him, of course, but I bet he looked at this saying, I'm a backup at least all day long. I don't want to accept a, a, a role as a three. But there's some value to, I know this system. Hey, I do know I'm the three here. I, I, I mean, Mitch is going to be the two. Kenny's going to be the one. I'm aware of all this stuff. I know. Well, I don't even know if there's any guarantees that, like, so for example, in 2019, Rudolph went to camp as the number three behind Landry Jones. Okay. Well, he played better than Landry Jones, who was a more established guy, and so he beat him out. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no guarantee that that Mitch Trubisky's the num- is automatically the number two. Now we think that's what's going to happen, okay, because of his starting experience. But if Mason Rudolph comes in and lights the world on fire and outplays him in the preseason, yeah, I guess it's- it could. I mean, you're always competing. That's just, yeah. that's just, you know, yeah, you're not, you're not competing for number one because that's 
that's I'm not going to say Kenny Pickett's an established guy, mm-hmm. but he's going to get every opportunity because he's a former first round draft pick and he finished last year as a starter. But those backup roles, those things change all the time. They do. I, I was comparing it, I guess, more to last year where the pecking order wasn't nearly as clear. When oh, I think it's more clear. Yeah, you know, right, right, right. But, you know, for example, so Montrevious Adams replaces uh, Tyson Alualu a few games into this into the season last year in the pecking order at nose tackle. Those things happen, and they usually happen organically. True. Absolutely true. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm – I'm sure the conversation was Mason would love to have you back as it stands right now. You're the three. You're gonna, Yeah. You're going to start as number three. We'll give you an opportunity to be number yeah. two. Like I bet he gets a lot of preseason snaps though, too. You know, oh, he, yeah. I bet he yeah. plays quite a bit. And, and first and foremost, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to compete against uh, Tanner Morgan uh, for the, for the number three job. You know, we, we feel pretty confident that you'll be number three. Um, and we'll give you a chance to, to get some second team snaps and, who knows? I mean, Mitch is only here for this year, uh, as are you. If things go well, we could resign you as, as the number two next year. Yeah, or if, yeah. if somebody else offers you a better deal and wants to give you an opportunity to start, you know, so be it. But, you know, those things, none of that stuff is ever written in stone, especially right. for backup jobs. Yeah. Um, not great news for Tanner Morgan. No, no. <laughs> That's for certain. Yeah, he's going to get kind of the Awayla uh, Khan treatment, I have a feeling, this year. Maybe gets more reps. Than he that. probably gets a few more reps because, again, you know, you kind of yeah. know what Mason is. You you know at this point what Trubisky is. is. You're going to give Pickett as many snaps as you can in camp this year, mm-hmm. and maybe you know you let Tanner Morgan go out and play the second half of the last preseason game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something yeah, like that. Absolutely. Yeah, you know. uh, but there's also ramifications. I mean, there's also well, if Kirk Cousins gets hurt or whoever, Sears might get some calls. Uh, you know, like you have assets there now. You know, like yeah, and I, you know, I've seen some stuff about that. Well, the Steelers, you know, they could trade Mason or they could trade uh, Mitch Trubisky now since they've re-signed Mason Rudolph. Well, you don't do it just to do it. No, right, 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 right. Like uh, no, there's you know having having this kind of quarterback depth is very nice. Very nice. Again, that's what I mean is you don't want to just give it away. Mitch is on the market now. He's got to go get him yeah. out of here. You know, save the cap space. I don't think that at all. I just think that you'll be one of the first teams teams call whenever their rookie doesn't look good or their starter goes down or whatever. There's a lot of tape of Rudolph and Trubisky. I would think Trubisky's more of the target if you're that type of team that's now all of a sudden Steelers might have said in the offseason, ah, you can have Mitch for a fourth, but and no one's biting, but now it's like, well, you can have him for third, you know, or whatever. I'm yeah, just we're not gonna we're not gonna give him away. But, you know, if you want him, um, and, and again, as, as you mentioned previously, sixty nine starting quarterbacks in the league last year. Yeah, um, right. you know. Uh, so let's let's talk about that in the next segment here, Matt. Let, okay. Let's go over the quarterback depth charts around the league and, and figure out where the Steelers' room ranks in that in okay. that. A hierarchy and when i say room i mean the entire room i'm not just just judging the starter because i think it's i think quarterback rooms especially go much much deeper than that sure because it's just such such an important position so hey uh you can now listen to steelers nation radio anytime anywhere through your smart speaker just say alexa 
play Steelers Nation Radio from my heart, and Alexa will take care of the rest. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there. Friendly S&T Banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At ST Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender.